Welcome to the Ordinary Pastor Podcast with C.J. Mahaney. This podcast is devoted to helping ordinary pastors with the extraordinary privilege of serving God's people in their local church. And now, here is C.J. with your host, Mickey Connolly. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Ordinary Pastor Podcast. We've been doing them on preaching, and we have C.J. and Jeff here with us again. And we're revisiting the topic of sermon preparation. So, uh, Jeff, at one point you had said, behind good preaching is wise scheduling. So could you guys address... I think think actually I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I took his notes from my class, so... Is Jeff claiming he said that? I I didn't claim anything. I'm claiming that he did. (laughs) I think uh, Jeff was quoting me. (laughs) I I sort of doubt it, but... (laughs) <laughs> and let's not, just say if he was I was quoting someone else say because this, I've never had an original thought in my well, but it's an yeah. important observation but it's not yeah. rocket science <laughs> yeah, so. well then he may have said it yes, yes well, he exactly if it didn't require a high that's intellectual great. level that's exactly it might have right. been him it could have been I'm saying I'll give it to you I'll give it to you it seemed to come up to Jeff's standard yes yes Oh, well, uh, back to the point. What, what did I say again? <laughs> you you quoted Jeff as saying, <laughs> behind good preaching I'm is wise. Sure I heard it from yes, someone. Yeah. Scheduling. Yeah. Oh, so uh, I think that's it, it, very important. True. So would you guys just speak to just that, what a week looks like in, in thinking through preparation? It's, there's not a right or wrong way, but it is hard work, and it does require uh, some thinking and some planning. So just yeah. speak to what you guys do, what you walk through typically. Yeah. And and th- it's awkward to participate in this podcast. I don't want anyone to perceive somehow that, you know, I think I'm some example of preaching or that I am satisfied with my preaching or that my pattern of preparation should be emulated because I don't think mm-hmm. of any of those things. What, what I encourage those who are responsible for preaching uh, if they have the convictions which I assume they do uh, about the role of preaching the primacy of preaching all that Jeff covered so well in the previous podcast then then that should be reflected in their schedule uh, and at the beginning of the week they they must they must set aside preparing to preach it's just pure hard work and as i've aged uh it's it's not as if it's gotten easier uh so it's hard work and it does involve planning and blocks of time so are those blocks of time set aside so if if you're the lead pastor of a church senior pastor of a church and you are convinced that your most important task in serving the church is the proclamation of god's word on sunday then that should be reflected in the time invested uh that week so it's going to take blocks of time uh during those blocks of time that you've set aside, uh, I highly recommend turning off all technology. Uh, for me personally, I, I like to get started as soon as possible. So normally there is the traditional Sunday afternoon nap, which is a sweet gift from God. Uh, and then uh, upon awakening, I will just take eight and a half by 11 piece of paper and just begin to look at the text that I will preach the following Sunday 
to meditate on it, to read it aloud, to just write thoughts that I'm, you know, anything that strikes me initially as perplexing or surprising or that might create a question in the hearts of individuals. So the, the, the meditative process, uh, ideally, I like to start late Sunday afternoon. And and then, yeah, then I'm setting aside blocks of time. I want to be able to un- unhurriedly do the background work. Um, what is the original intention, author to audience, and then make my way, as I've learned from Jeff, into trying to formulate a proposition statement, although I do not do that <laughs> nearly as well as, as this man does. Uh, so, that that is just it, it's not optional for a pastor in preparation for preaching the the scheduling during the week is going to make all the difference in what is preached on sunday and and i'd also say uh that f- for me and I, I i think in my interaction with many pastors over the years this seems to be the norm that that the best time for preparation is the early morning uh, because you are going to be least distracted least potential number of of interruptions and just the most clarity of of thought so for me those blocks of time that i am setting aside uh, they are normally early morning uh, I, I i don't think as well as freshly as carefully or as clearly uh, in the afternoons so i i seek to set aside those periods of time for meetings and interacting with people that's good. I, you know, those are outstanding thoughts. And addressing sort of the week to week, I think another another aspect of of that why scheduling behind good preaching is sermon planning, um, mm. because here the assumption yep. is you know you're you're getting into that text as yep. early in the week as possible. But sermon planning can really help you. Oh, you you so are true. already into that text at yep. a particular level yep. far earlier. So if you are working, say, nine months uh, in advance, you're starting to familiarize yourself with the book. Uh, you're, you're reading through the book. Maybe you're reading uh, resources that address that book, the theology of the book, etc. Um, and you're acclimating yourself to that book. And at some point, maybe a few months later, you're, you're, you're starting to divide that book up into sermon units. Um, so you're already getting a sense of, of how you're going to cover that book. Uh, in your series, yeah. and within the and then the component parts of that, you, you yeah. already have identified you've identified them. Maybe not with great precision, but you've identified them generally. And so now you you've already uh, you're already looking at those different mm-hmm. texts, those yeah. different sermon units. You know, maybe at a thirty thousand foot level, you're going to dig down. You're going to be on the ground with them that week. But if you're if you've already got those in place. Uh, those things are already in your soul at a particular level, and they're not just in your soul as discrete text. They're in your soul as parts of a whole, uh, parts of the whole of that book that is going to uh, that is going to be addressing and pastoring your church over the months. And so, I just would say that that why scheduling is not just the week of, yes. uh, but it requires months long planning. And uh, when you do that, I think the resultant sermons, the resultant well series are, are going to yep. be even stronger. Yep. Yeah. I, I've, I've encouraged pastors for years to, to set aside, and, and summer can be ideal for this, weeks where they can devote themselves to familiarizing themselves with the different books of the Bible that have potential to become 
uh, series in in the future that they that they preach from. And so all that Jeff was just describing, one of the, one of the joys of that, one of the wisdom in that is that you are familiarizing yourself with it without the immediacy of the preaching task mm, yeah. in front of you. So you're, you're encountering the text, you're encountering God in the text, uh, uh, unrelated to kind of the formal preparation for a particular sermon. But if, if you'll set aside that time, uh, either during the summer or at different times during the year, uh, it you then can build up this reservoir of familiarity with different books of the Bible that you can then put into play uh, appropriately at some point during the year or in years to come. It makes all the difference. Uh, yep. I, I don't. I just don't think uh, too often pastors just aren't aware of that. Just the difference, the discipline, the wise discipline of scheduling makes in the effective proclamation of God's yep. word. When when you see somebody who is publicly effective, if if you study them normally, behind that public effectiveness is a private discipline, <laughs> and what you're observing in the moment. Uh, has has a in effect secret life to it and and a disciplined life to it and so it isn't just about uh, trying to imitate what you observed uh, in in the the public proclamation of the word and and often Mickey is it not true Jeff we, we we're 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 listening to guys I'm listening to guys who they're more gifted than I am so I, I can't emulate their example publicly but what I can do is is find out what they do privately, and that I can emulate, which can make a difference in my public effectiveness. So we we all love sports. Uh, when 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 we see an athlete perform in an extraordinary way publicly, rarely I don't know if ever uh, does the individual announcing the game uh, help the listener understand <laughs> that that was preceded by countless hours of repetition repetitious practice there was nothing spontaneous about what just took place and and i i think pastors need to 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 learn from this as well yes yes very well um one of the things that um i i've noticed and i think you've spoken to this is uh your sermons have gotten simpler there's been a wonderful simplicity to your sermons how do you how do you think through just Simplifying. Your, your Never mind. I think, no, no, no. That's an excellent question. I think it helps to be a simple person. <laughs> there's no, there's no brilliance. Okay. First, I, I would say this. Uh, you know, whatever benefit you are deriving from my sermons, it it really is his mentorship that has just made the, all the difference. And and I, I, Jeff's fingerprints are all over my sermons for the past twenty years. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't have any insightful or profound answer to that. I think I'm just. I'm an ordinary guy. I'm an ordinary pastor, uh, and so yes, I lack formal theological education. There's going to be a simplicity uh, to my sermons because of all those limitations. And then I'm, I'm also in the process of preparation, and particularly as we transition to you know illustration and application. You know, yeah, I, I am. I am thinking of of how this passage can make a difference in the lives 
of the common people I have, <laughs> I have the privilege to serve. Yeah. How, first of all, it makes all the difference in my life, and then how I can transfer that uh, yeah. to those I have the joy and privilege of serving. So that 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 would be the explanation for why my sermons. No, I don't agree. Can I answer it's the simple. question? <laughs> well, yeah, about him. Yeah, please, please oh, do because yes. because we should why edit out I? half of what he said. I think. No, I'm sure guys, put a no, lot sure. of extraneous you material. Do you not cut edit anything to the point. And it's and it and it's yeah. so helpful. Well, the, the, all the nonsense about I'm a simple guy and and I'm you know I'm not formally educated. Which <laughs> you just, are an idiot. It will discourage guys. Yeah. Boys, no, I wish why you could that discourage. I wish you could see the faces people, right, right now. It'll anybody. give people an excuse. I don't have to. No, here here's why. You're an idiot. Here's why. Um, <laughs> CJ has a, a, a. I think it comes across simple. Because because if you listen to his sermons, I, I think I think you would also say that uh, I mean he's now been preaching most weeks now, a senior pastor of this church for over five years now, and I, I think if you were to compare those sermons, my guess is if you would compare those sermons with sermons from you know twenty five years ago. M- m- I, I guarantee you what you would say is, wow, they're, they're much more exegetically rich mm-hmm. than those sermons. Um, so it's not that they have become simplistic, um, but I, I think this this comes from gifting uh, in CJ's life, but it's something that can be cultivated. Uh, C, CJ has a what I call an applicatory incisiveness. He just sees how this text Relates. He sees what people are going to think. He see. He just has this intuitive sense of what difference this text can make in people's lives, which relates to what we said. Uh, was it a different podcast? I, I don't even know uh, about the about the intended redemptive effect. So he he's he's he his he is so he's so wise in his application of a text that it makes the truth of that text accessible, and it brings the truth of that text alive to people. And uh, and so I, I think that's what's behind it. It's something mm-hmm. that that he thinks hard about. He cultivates, and it's also a gift that he has. But what what that does do is point out to all of us that people would say, "Wow, man, I can never, you know, just so appreciate CJ's preaching. Can't preach that that way." Uh, behind it is a pastoral impulse. Yes, uh, he's not just and hard work. He's and hard work. He's not just downloading data. Um, he's helping bring the word to, of God to bear upon people's lives, and so I think that's what gives that sense of yeah, it, 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 it's simple. It, it's it, what what seems simple really is relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's relevant. Yes. It's compelling. Yeah. It's transforming. It's inspiring. So that's how I I think that's the answer to the question. All right. So have we mentioned the homiletics class? <laughs> Because I don't think we've mentioned it this one. <laughs> we need to mention it Let's every do it again. podcast because what whatever evidences of grace, and very kind of you both, you perceive in my sermons, again, I, I, I think they're the fruit and effect uh, to some degree, to a large degree, of, of Jeff's mentoring in my life. So I do. I often get the, the, the question from younger guys, good question, so how have you grown in your preaching? How you? And, and my answer today is, well, I, I, I think as I look back on my preaching, if I was to evaluate, here's what I think and here's, here's what I hope, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm more confined to the text. Um, and I think that's been the fruit and effect of Jeff's teaching and critique. So I'm, I'm more confined to the text, less apt to 
stray from the text in, in, into a topic that, that, that might be referenced or mentioned in the text, but it isn't the, 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 the primary point of yep. the text. And then, yeah, I, I think I've, I've gotten more concise. Uh, and there are a number of reasons for that. Uh, everything from the fact that I, I'm I'm more aware today of of the, the 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 sacrificial wonderful sacrificial labor of those in children's ministry. Uh, I think I'm 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 also much much more aware that 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 shorter is better. Uh, and and so I've advocated this for years, encouraging guys. Hey, preach preach. 40 to 45 minute sermons but but I certainly wasn't an example of that my, myself uh, in preach I had like an internal clock set to an hour so uh, when I had the privilege to participate in this church plan I thought you know what I, I, I'm going to I'm going to provide that in example form for guys um, so I've been committed to that and and I, it's it's served everybody I've said to guys for years look if if you aren't getting it done if the holy spirit <laughs> isn't moving in some clear definitive way at the 30 minute mark or the 35 minute mark um it's probably not going to happen by you (laughs) extending the sermon another 15 or 20 minutes and you'd best serve your folks by just ending early land that bad boy (laughs) and try again next week they'll at least be grateful that that you didn't exhaust them and 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 when I came across this quote sent to me by a friend by Spurgeon, it just confirmed uh, all we're talking about here. Spurgeon said, Having learned by long experience that we fill exactly 12 pages, which our publishers allow for a penny sermon, when we speak for 40 or 45 minutes, we have come to adopt that period as our stint, and we usually find it neither too short nor too long. In occasional services, when we address persons who have no other opportunity of hearing us, we take more latitude. So that would be a conference context. But our regulation allowance is three quarters of an hour. A man who speaks well for that length of time has told his people quite enough. And from him who (laughs) preaches badly, they have in that time heard too much. (laughs) To men of prodigious jaw, it may seem a hardship to be confined to time, but a broad charity will judge it to be better that one man should suffer than that a whole congregation (laughs) should be tormented. How brilliant is that? Does the man get it done once again? So if Spurgeon is in our face saying 40 to 45 minutes, I mean, who are we to try to preach longer normally. So that would be my argument from experience confirmed and, by Mr. Spurge. And I would I would say going back to preparation, having you know planning your time, preparing your time, it requires that preparation to do that. Mm, so true. Uh, because yes. yep. if you're not you, you you're going to go long. Uh, when you're doing yep. sermon prep, I think most of us we've got an abundance yep. of material, so true, Jeff. and yep. and maybe it's yep. all there, but um, there is extraneous stuff. This could be said more. Something here can go. Um, if this paragraph is gone, no one's going to know. That's right. Uh, and yeah. so yeah. having the the and that's frankly that's one of my big challenges yep. uh, when I preach. I uh, I'm not preaching week every week, and so I'm well. No, I'm 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 sort of fitting. 
sermon prep into my normal responsibility. So that could be a yeah, challenge for me. But I'm, but I'm wanting yeah. to. Well, I mean, it's not my it's not my ta- my main task for the week. Um, yes, but. I'm trying to get that time because when I do that, I'm able to be more concise. I'm yes. able to cut. I'm able to edit. Yep. I mean, editing is yep. just is that's vital. the difference maker. That's the key, yeah, and that's yep. that's so yep. it's that planning again yep. to be able to do yep. that. Because yeah. the the earlier you start in the week, then the more edits yep. you can I, bring to your sermon, and the more difference it makes in being I, confined and concise. I've for years yep. spent Saturday simplifying. So that's try to have an outline. Hmm. Spend Saturday, simplify, illustrate, apply. Mm. Wonderful habit. All right, gentlemen, thank you for listening, and we'll uh, talk to you gentlemen again next month. Mm.